welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Today's podcast is brought to you by PhenomsFF.com. Join a season-long fantasy football league for money at PhenomsFF.com. Higher payouts, more league variety, and better customer service. So go to PhenomsFF.com to start a league today. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Mike Yozipovich. Hello. And today we are doing our Fantasy Week in Review and discussing what has gone on in the NFL since the last time we talked to you last week and how this is going to affect your fantasy team and, most importantly, even your dynasty team. Uh, news that came around today that kind of uh, it hurt me a little bit because I was talking this guy up a lot, but Colt Lerla. Waved, injured, like most likely not going to be picked up, uh, going to find himself on injured reserved. Not going to have any really major significance to your team to probably at the earliest 2016. If ever. If ever. If ever. Never. Going back to Mike's undrafted free agent rule here. Um, but yeah, he's out, you know, with his PCL, MCL, you know, MCL. MCL. Yeah, it's, it's, that is cool for him, though. Uh, but he is out and right. he waved, so no big surprise. Yeah, he'll he just he'll, happens to most guys. He'll most likely just tran- you know transfer onto that IR unless somebody picks him up, um, you know, puts a claim in for him. But yeah, he he's looking at you know obviously 2015 at the earliest, but probably more most likely 2016 yeah, or never. And I'll get in that. Let's talk, you know Richard Rodgers has found himself starting both games in uh, Green Bay as a starting tight end, and he's looking like he's pretty much locked that up. But at the same time, Richard Rodgers, where he started every game, has one catch for 30 yards. I was just about to say, he hasn't produced at all, though, so that's nothing to really get excited about. No, and it brings us back to what we talked about before. You know, everybody's real excited, like, who's at Green Bay? Like, what if Eric Ebron went to Green Bay? You know, who is it? But Green Bay, even when Jerry Michael Finley went there and he was the next big thing, they, they don't really they don't really use... They don't utilize the tight end. Not not consistently. It's no. very up and down. It's it's hard to predict when it, when that person's going to produce it all. So I I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's an an irrelevant position. Yeah. So it doesn't make Richard Rodgers more important just because he's starting. No. At least no. for not this year. I see him as a blocking blocking tight end. Right. Probably I mean, what he is. Yeah. That's that's probably all he is. And. You know, just moving forward, just don't. I mean, I, I wouldn't go okay. reaching for a Packers tight end. Basically, at this point, basically you know? nothing to see here, right? You know, if you had a rookie draft, what do you think? Third round? I wouldn't draft him. Yeah, I don't. Draft. Yeah, I probably would just skip over him. Okay, fourth round then. You just right. draft him all. Okay. I, I mean, no, where did he go? We just did a we just did a recent rookie uh, mock draft. draft. Yeah, do you remember where he went offhand? And not offhand, but he will be. That will be up on the site within the next few days. Our very last rookie mock and draft. On Sunday, Matt and I actually participated in an actual rookie draft for one of our dynasty leagues, and this was the latest I've ever done a rookie draft right. in a season. And I will tell you, and I was telling Mike this earlier, for the first time we've ever done one this late. It's it's amazing how different it is from when you do your rookie draft in late August, mid August, to when you do it in June. I mean, you just have so much more information. So everyone, everyone is caught up. So people that we were getting in the third round and maybe fourth round of of drafts earlier in the summer, we we had to like we had to take them in the second round because there were such so many quarterbacks, such as quarterbacks and stuff like that. Um, just because everyone, I guess, has caught up, you know, with the pack at this point. Everyone knows there's been so many training camp updates and there's actually been games played already. So everyone's got a lot of information. The Colt Lairlows that were going in the fourth round are now slipping to undrafted guys. Exactly. And guys that you were before you're like, wow, fourth round, I'm getting this guy. I'm so excited. Right. And now you're sitting there going, ah, this guy's, these guys suck. Right. I mean, it's, it's hard to get excited about some of the guys this late in the, the game. It just brings you back to reality. Go, you know, after the second round, from the third, in the, probably a little better odds in the third round, definitely in this year's class. I still like the third round value there. But like the fourth round, fifth round, and that's all it was. This was a fifth round t- draft. It's like these guys won't even. I won't even bring these up guys off my taxi squad. Right, right. So I guess my my advice would be, um, if you do do your homework, um, try to push for an early draft because you can get much better value in the late rounds than you can it's, later on in the summer. It's more strategic too to have the early draft. Absolutely. You know what I mean. So it just depends maybe how your dynasty league is set up and who the participants are. Like if they're 
you know, maybe new to the format, maybe it's probably better to start the rookie draft, like where you would do your redrafts and, you know, end of August. And then, you know, as everyone gets up to speed and, you know, you get a little bit more into it and everyone's up, you know, up to speed on the guys, man, then move it up, makes a strategy. It makes it a lot harder and more fun, I think. The more strategic it is, you know. Definitely more fun. And I like to have fun. So, you know, that's just a quick note. I just want to take care of that on the side note there uh, about startups and having your rookie draft early and later. Let's talk about something else came across the wire today, Mr. Fun Guys. Let's talk about Monty Ball. Came back to practice today from his appendectomy. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's um, it's a good sign for him to get back there so soon. Um, but appendectomies really aren't that tricky anymore. Didn't you have one of those? I did have one, and you know, I was up and about. I actually got out of the hospital the next day, and I was up and about. And you know, it's just not that big of a deal. Superman. Hey, what what can I say? And I mean, it's a good side. I, nobody has ever. If you were worried about that, and he might cause him to slip his ADP, maybe in redraft leagues a little bit or startup leagues, but it should have never been anything you should have worried about. Um, I'm still a huge Monty Ball fan. Actually just made a trade in our Dynasty League. I traded Monty Ball for Le'Veon Bell straight up. I mean, I, Abdul style. Yeah, I think that was probably a, you know, it's a pretty close one, but uh, obviously Monty Ball doesn't have anyone competing uh, with him, like LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah, I mean, let's go from that right into that. Let's talk about the right. which is weird. Right after that news broke, right like, after, right after I made the trade, right after like, ooh, Legarrette Blunt. Yeah, because that deal, if that guy was on, you know, like if he would have waited twenty minutes and well, saw luck- that information, maybe he would have changed his mind. Luckily, this guy's a big Steelers fan, so oh, okay. I think that helped the cause. He wouldn't, wouldn't well. change his mind either. Okay, way. Yeah. but I mean, talking about that, I mean, I mean, let can we just give Legarrette Blunt's nickname now the Vulture? I mean, he goes to New England, and he's the vulture. You know, he just goes in there, he plays, he gets touchdowns. And now the way they're saying it, we'll see if it comes to fruition, but the glare Bunt's going to go in there, going to split carries. Right. And he's going to get a lot of the goal line work. And Levy, for Le'Veon Bell to come out and say, oh, yeah, LeGarrette's probably going to get some of those goal line carries. It was kind of shocking to me that he would come out and say that. I don't know if he was scared that, you know, back to the Oregon game, he was going to get punched in the face. <laughs> but, I mean, it's kind of weird that he would come out there and say that, you know? LeGarrette Blunt's an intimidating guy. I he mean, sure is. He will punch you in the face. He's strong. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, that kind of worries me a little bit about Le'Veon, you know, right there, because it's like, you know, touchdowns are so important when it comes to these running backs. I mean, definitely for a guy like Le'Veon, who only averages like 3.8 yards per carry, somewhere around there, um, he's not really big. He's not a big run producer. He's more going to rely on his amount of carries uh, for production. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he also drop a bunch of weight, like probably like 15 pounds in the offseason? Who? Uh, Le'Veon, or yeah, Le'Veon Bell, in an effort to get like quicker. I I, re- I remember reading a report about this, and um, so maybe they brought maybe they brought Blunt in to be that thumper because maybe he dropped a couple too many okay. pounds, and you know maybe that'll be his goal line goal line work for well, Garrett. I will not correct you because I do not know the answer to that question. All right, well, he did. <laughs> I bet I bet Mike knows the answer to that. I don't know, but I Ooh. if Matt says it, I'll buy it. Thank you. So. I'm all in. All right. Well, you know, yeah. So I mean, if you're Le'Veon, Wirt, I would. He's still a top ten dynasty back. He's still young. He's still gonna get a lot of carries, but it has to worry you, worry you a little bit where they see him. Uh, I mean, it's, same thing. You know, with CJ, I've seen CJ Spiller's stock just plummet because look at this. I mean, Fred Jackson is starting. He started the game. And he's he's out getting more carries than CJ Spiller. He's getting all the goal line carries. It looks like the the never aging, the super dinosaur in Fred Jackson is going to be another fantasy producer this year. He might be a nice like you can't say buy low, but I mean you're kind of like he's hanging over the cliff and you can hold on to him still and get one more year out of this guy because he's going to probably outproduce and it shows that. Buffalo is probably only sees C.J. Spiller as like a situational back. That's what I was about to say. When you see him on the field, Fred Fred Jackson just looks like a more professional running back. Like obviously C.J. Spiller is definitely more explosive and a better athlete, but I th- I think that Fred Jackson is just a better running back. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean Fred Jackson started twenty six of the forty seven first team snaps, and there are all the red zones that snaps, all the goal line carries, and you know C.J. Spiller is a change of pace back. So. And not only that, I had a redraft last night, and I got C.J. Spiller in, like, honestly, like the 10th, 12th round. It was somewhere super late. I couldn't, it was like, well, all right, I'm just going to take this because of value. 
But so his, his value is not only plummeted. We saw in our dynasty rookie draft, we had a guy there literally trying to unload CJ Spiller for. I mean, he seemed like he would almost take anything. Every single pick in the first round, he was offering CJ Spiller, and no one was biting even a little bit. Yeah, everybody literally laughed at him. Yeah, and it's weird that I had to redraft my redraft last night, the next day, and same thing. Like he just sat there and he sat there. Nobody wanted to touch him. Uh, people were really wary of Ryan Matthews. Uh, he was on the board for a while. And it's just, it just goes to show, like, how much C.J. Spiller's stock has plummeted. But isn't that, like, rightfully so? Because, like, when you say that, it, that doesn't surprise me. C.J. Spiller and Ryan Matthews, those guys seem to me like guys that I would stay away from. It doesn't surprise me because when he said he won a first-round pick, I laughed. I thought, that's pretty laughable. I would not want C.J. Spiller for a first-round pick. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, C.J. You know, it looks like Fred Jackson is definitely – he might be something you could buy really cheap because of age, and it's a one-year rental. For the right price, you might be able to get him and get serious contributions this year. So if you're neat, if you're running back away, or you need that one other solid backup running back, Fred Jackson now is probably a guy you can lowball offer to get on your fantasy team. And in redraft leagues, you know as well, he's gonna go kind of, he's gonna go really late. His ADP is probably around like eleventh round, tenth round right there, and he's just starting running back in Buffalo, where you have a really, you know, they play in a cold weather, you know place outdoor right. with a really bad quarterback sammy watkins has injured ribs uh i mean robert woods is a good so i mean ej Manuel is he just has not looked good and i expect them to still run the ball a lot and fred jackson get most of the carries you're gonna get fantasy production i mean look at no last year he got a lot of carries and at least he's in a good offense but right. i mean if you're getting carries in the nfl you are worth a start in fantasy football so fred jackson buy low what do you guys think um as a as a yeah, I mean as a backup type of running back, I'm I definitely buy him and you know, you can plug him in here and there. I don't think you could rely on him every week. No, but yeah, maybe like uh if you have like for a stop gap or if you get that injury early in the season, right. whatever the case may be, he he's gonna be cheap. That'd be a guy maybe to target for yeah, like a, now. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean if you if you're making that run for sure, he's a guy that you wanna have as like a number three, number four maybe. I mean he'd be an awesome number four. Oh um, yeah, for sure. But just as a side, uh, you did touch on Sammy Watkins. He did return to practice uh, on a limited basis today, so he's Sammy's not. Yeah, yeah, he's not like real banged up. Somebody tweeted me today and they asked me. Let me see if you guys can answer this question. It was uh, what was it? He wanted to know: Would you take Brandon Marshall? It was Brandon Marshall in a high, in a first, or Sammy Watkins in a high second. And I told him, you know, at first I was like, I'll take Sammy. In a high second, I was like, I just like Sammy long term value. And he's like, Oh wow! And I was like, well, You know, it's a fair trade, and the safer bet is taking B Marsh in the next three years to probably get out of him in the first. So wait, what was it? Can you go over it one more time? Just, just uh, cause I'm... it was. Let me look here. It was the question was exactly was, would you trade a high second in Sammy Watkins for Brandon Marshall in the first? I mean, I would rather Brandon Marshall yeah, than first. Me too. Myself. Well, yeah. that's why I said, "Wow." He was, yeah. he was shocked. Yeah. And after I thought about it, after it took us a while to make me really get into it, you know, because he said that was really interesting. And I mean, I, I think it depends on your team, though, for sure. I mean, if you're, well, if everything's you're, situational, right? Yeah. yeah I right. mean, if you're making a championship run, you don't want to be hoping and praying on a, a Sammy Watkins, which let's right. face it, that's what every rookie kind of is. Right. You'd much rather have the for sure thing, Brandon Marshall, and a first round pick to go well, along with it. And I took, right. Well, I took it as the first would be if you have Bree Marshall somewhere probably towards the later of the first round if you're making that move in the first place. And a high second. So I, I, I kind of crossed the, the picks. You know, a high second and a first are pretty, you know, if it's a later first, they're pretty close enough for me where that's not going to really come into value. So I'm going down to Brandon Marshall and Sammy Watkins. And for me, you know, my first instinct and response was I want Sammy Watkins. Right. I mean, it's definitely the long-term play for sure is Sammy Watkins, no matter what. I, I wouldn't say the picks had that much to do with it either i think um but you know if you're in win mode now you're obviously it's not like brandon with... marshall's like ultra old or anything like that i mean was he like 29 i honestly yeah. i can't remember how old he is yeah, but so yeah, he's not he's like not yeah i mean so he's extension. right it so... does make sense you take yeah i probably came off as you guys like, guy would do that i probably came off as an idiot so if you're listening again I, I, it's so close i mean the, the right move is taking the right move is taking brandon marshall right I'm just a, such a big Sammy fan. It's like, oh, I'd love to have Sammy on my team. Again, when we first came on our team, like, does, is, does him go into 
Buffalo with EJ Manuel. Does that worry you? And I'm like, no, because if EJ Manuel's gone, they're gonna bring in a new quarterback. But I really hope they bring in a new quarterback is because again, I mean, EJ Manuel does not look good. I mean, he's just not accurate. He doesn't make good decisions. And I just want him to hurt Sammy's long-term value. But, I mean, Sammy's got a decade here in the NFL, and he's just really, right. really good. I mean, so, again, I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I never liked E.J. Manuel. If we were doing this podcast a couple years ago, I would have tore him up. He's Him and... Uh, well, I have a, uh, dude, I have a friend. Minnesota. He's my mind right with. now. Christian, Christian Ponder. Oh, Christian Ponder. Ponder. I was about to say, I have a friend. talking about FSU Yeah, there. well, because I've seen him play so much, they suck. Yeah, he told me, he's like, listen, he's like, he said the same thing. He said, I've, I've never been an EJ Manuel fan. He's like, and he's like Christian Ponder went the first round. He went way too high. Oh. He's like, EJ Manuel in the first round, he went way too high. He's like, and this guy's a huge Florida State fan. It's his team. And he's like, I never got it. He's like, I thought they goes, those guys were never good at, at Florida State. And I yeah, thought they, they actually weren't. held us back. And then we finally got a legitimate quarterback. And then we got Jameis Winston. And look, we won a national title. All right. So that shows you how bad EJ Manuel was. And, you know, even Christian Ponder. And I'm like, oh, that makes good sense. I mean, to, to me, it was shocking when they got drafted that high. Him and Gabbert. Uh, Gabber, not so much. Cause I guess like maybe I didn't, uh, I, I just happen to watch a lot more like Florida state typically and just was more familiar with those guys. I mean, everyone talked up Gabber, you know, so that wasn't shocking. I, I, that, you know, I don't, I fell for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I can't say that I did or didn't, I didn't have, I wasn't, didn't have a strong opinion on Gabbard at the time, but Winston or, uh, uh, EJ, yeah, EJ, for sure. I was like, dude, this dude's not going to be good, and it's looking that way. It's shaping up that way. There's still time, right? So, but he's not going to be good. Yeah, uh, I'm not buying that. Yeah, I'm not buying either. He's going to Sammy's going to get frustrated. They're going to move on. They're going to pick another quarterback. Uh, not next year because they don't have a first round pick. Suckers. Yeah, that's too bad too because they'll probably be in the top ten, and there's going to be a couple quarterbacks to be had. And the Browns might be right with them in the top ten. Right, they have two top tens. Let's get into the Browns real quick. They played yesterday or on Monday, Monday, night. Yeah, Monday night. Since we're recording the show on Tuesday and it will air on Wednesday, it will be, uh, yeah, they played on Monday night and Brian Hoyer did not look good. Horrible. Johnny Manziel did not look good. Horrible. Horrible. Terrence West looked average. Yeah. Ben Tate yeah. looked good. Really 5. good. 5.1 yards per carry. Yeah. Nice, he looks man. explosive, man. Very he looks right. really good. Yeah. Uh, He's been one of those guys that I, before you can get in a sixth round of a lot of redraft leagues, and he was like my, one of my like sleeper candidates, and I've been saying forever, he's going to do really good right, right. this year. And now he's showing, like, wow, Brent Tate's going to do really good. I mean, he got all the carries in the first half. I mean, T- Terrence West got one carry in the first half. You know, he was 10 for 51 uh, on Monday night, and it's just he's going to have a really good year. If he could stay healthy, he's going to have a really good fantasy year. The Browns are going to run a lot because they have nobody that can catch the ball. I agree. And their quarterbacks look below average at this point. I mean, Johnny's a rookie. Hoyer's been a backup forever. Uh, it's just not looking good. RG3, I mean, he's just somebody that I could just see getting hurt every year that he plays. Crazy, man. He already, I mean, he bruised his thigh in the preseason game and admitted that he needs to work on avoiding unnecessary hits. I mean, duh. <laughs> Really? Hello? Yeah. How yeah. many knee surgeries yeah, did he have? No kidding. Yeah. Man. You get popped. Like, he gets hammered, man. He needs to get out of bounds. He needs to learn how to slide. He looks really awkward when he does slide. Yeah, he doesn't need to because he throws a really nice deep ball. I mean, he's got a really good arm. Like if if I'm his coach, if I'm Jay Gruden, I'm like, listen, man, you just don't run anymore. Just you're Peyton Manning, you're Tom Brady. You don't run. We're gonna put ankle weights on you, and you ain't going anywhere. It just I know I know he's fast, and but it's, he doesn't have the body type. Obviously, he's he injures easily. He throws the ball too nice. For for me to have him out there running, I just make him a pocket passer and say, "Listen, man, this is this is what you're going to do. Yeah, well, um, you know, you don't want to be a leg out there and explode every time somebody touches you." Right, right. I mean, he's very slight when you see him, you know, running around out there. He, he does look skinny, and and he can't he can't afford to take those hits. Right, and he's he's not uh, he can't he can pass. That's the thing, right. you know. Like coming out of college, he wasn't uh, a running quarterback. He was a passing quarterback that could run you know, or the difference, you know, so it's something he can do. It's just in his game. And I'm sure it's, it's just like a habit or whatever the case may be. You always think that you can make a big, a big play if stuff doesn't look right or breaks I think down. I forced so. to drop him down my rankings. It just, he just worries me too I much. Thought, I thought about it. I didn't, but I thought about it. Yeah. He, he's literally, he is like after that, watching that game 
Uh, it's he just. I mean, it's a preseason game, you know. I mean, this guy's got to last four quarters for sixteen games. It just it worries me. To, I'm not. I'm not confident that he could do that. Yeah, I mean, did you see the one play he was running towards the sideline, and instead of running out of bounds and avoiding a hit, he got hit literally three, three times, times before right. he before he went down. Yeah, and not like little cheap like shots. No, he was getting. Ones. I mean, he got like ping pong between three guys, back forth, back forth. I mean, right. It was ridiculous, man. Like, just all he had to do was run out of bounds or slide before he got hit by three guys, but he took them. Yeah, you know? I mean, you can't do it, you're going to get hurt. Right. It's, I mean, it's that simple. In our in our league, I have RG3, and, I mean, it worries me. I'm like, I I was just thinking today, I was like, what could, what could I do to make a move to get another quarterback just in case, man? Do you could know? you move? Like, is now the time to move RG3 while the name's still hot? Just to, just to try and be safe? I mean, get, like, another maybe quarterback and a draft pick? You know, maybe somebody that you're more confident. In. Like, I don't know who you can get comparison. I mean, maybe see, it's kind of yeah, hard. Yeah, I think that gets tough. I think I think you just got to stick with them. I don't. Yeah, because really I think them. at that point, like it's it, it we get too complicated. All right, well, so we're all down on RG three. Uh, just I wouldn't worried. say I'm. Yeah, not. Uh, yeah, I'm just a little worried. What That's we've all. seen is worrisome. I mean, I'm down on RG three. Right. <laughs> I, I just get I, nervous, and my team is based around RG three. I feel like. I mean, I he guess. It, yeah, yeah. I was I mean, like slightly nervous that it could go, it could go the wrong way because my backup's Flacco, and that's adequate for a bye week, but that's <laughs> not going to carry my fantasy yeah, team. I mean, so. Unless Kubiak can come in there and do big things. So let's talk about something that's on my dynasty team uh, with you guys. Alfred Morris went eleven for twenty nine, got stuffed mm, four times four at the time. goal line. Now I think the Browns' defensive line is really good, uh, one of the best in the NFL. Uh, and it showed there, but I mean, they've got a lot of depth. They got a lot of beef, that is for sure. And um, it's hard to stop a running back four times in a really row that hard. on the goal line. Yep. Uh, and they did it. I mean, Alfred Morris, you know, he's eleven for twenty nine. The, the the worst part is, you know, that that light toss from RG three, and he fumbled it. I mean, talk about bad. There are people talking about, oh, he, RG Alfred might catch more passes this year. Not Alfred's not catching hands. more passes. No. He fumbled a flip to the backfield yeah like badly too he looked pretty uncoordinated there yeah his hands are worse than mine yeah yeah and i i saw some tweets earlier this week too just i don't know if you guys are on it if we follow so many you know football people on twitter and stuff and they were complaining about uh alfred morris dropping passes left and right and in, in one of the practices last week it was just seemed like after i read that too i'm like ah this guy just he's not a PPR guy. No, he's so. not a PPR back. I mean, he's definitely has he holds way more value in the standard league. Right. Yeah, but I mean, still, you know, young, still starting, and uh, should be okay. I mean, Roy Hulu's definitely going to be probably the third down back there. I mean, as long as he's not your your number one back, I think you're doing all right. I mean, and he's, he's a very good number two. Yeah, I mean, he's a very good number two back for sure. Right. Yeah, if he's your number one, yeah, yeah, obviously you're in trouble. Right. Uh, so let's move on okay. and talk about another guy that's back from injury. Gronk came back and said he has no setbacks and wants to play all 16 games. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, who comes who, who doesn't want to play all 16 games? You know what? I games. feel like only playing 12 this year. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm going to fake. I think we're around week three. I'm going to hurt my knee, be out for like two weeks, take my shirt off, look with a porn star. You know, the usual Gronk style. Yeah, whatever. But he's back, which is good news for Gronk owners. Uh, I'm a Gronk owner in multiple dynasty leagues, and I'm happy about it. But, I mean, I, I've kind of expected him back week one for months now, so I'm not really... None of this is surprising to me. Some people are like, oh, yeah, Gronk is... I, I expect him back week one. He's Brady's number one target, and he could be... If he stays healthy, he'll finish probably the number one tight end in fantasy football. I mean... Can you, you count on him? Yeah, that's tough to say. But, yeah, if he does stay healthy, I, I mean, obviously, it'll be him and Jimmy Graham. I, I can't say which one will be better. I mean, look at Jimmy Graham scoring two touchdowns and dunking twice in a, yep. <laughs> half a preseason. Right. No, absolutely. Without even Drew Brees. Yeah, I mean, you can't say with confidence, obviously. I mean, Jimmy's phenomenal. So, yeah, I mean, both those guys are right there. Uh, and But, yeah, I mean, can you count on him, Mike? No. Right. It's an easy answer. I mean, he's been hurt all the time. Yeah. Right? Got to have a solid backup plan if you got him starting. I just As a Gronk owner, my big thing is I hope I get 13 games out of him I hope he's healthy for the playoffs. I hope if he gets hurt, like if it's a big dinged up or something like that, if he has to miss like three weeks or so, I hope it's like week nine or week eight. 
you know, right on and he's out. And then I hope he's back for the playoffs. I mean, that's a big thing when you hit, that's where it hurts is when you rely on somebody like that to get to the playoffs, and all of a sudden, boom, you lose all that production come week 11, and you're about to go to the playoffs. And you're one of those teams that go, you know, you're the number two seed. The reason you are the number two seed is because of Gronk, and now you lose that. And then you got to put in your backup of, you know, Martellus Bennett. Right, or, I, I, I absolutely. Yeah. You know, so it depends on what league. You know, some leagues I have Jordan Cameron as backup. I have Dennis, Dwayne Allen. But still, I mean, Dwayne Allen, as big as I might be on this year, we don't know, is a big drop-off from Gronk. So right. it's still good news. He's going to be back. Let's hope he can last all 16. I'm, I'm definitely rooting for him there. Uh, let's talk about another injury. A little worrisome here. Odell Beckham. Re-injured that hammy, man. Right. After a week, just after, it was a week, and he's already re-injured it. I mean, those hammies could be tricky. And, again, it's it, it, it's something to worry about. I mean, yeah. this guy is barely practicing. He's barely, he's not going to play any preseason he's, he's games. Not, yeah, he's not playing in the third game. He hasn't played in the first two. Yeah. So. For something that some people thought were going to come in and contribute right away, it's, it's I mean, it doesn't even matter. I mean, what, Eli was one for seven. Victor Cruz hasn't called a ball. I don't yeah, think they, I don't think, look, I don't think Eli's brutal. thrown a pass more than ten yards downfield. No, I mean, I mean it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, Eli that's pretty, looks horrible. Man, it's right, out of sync right now there in in the NY. Yeah, not looking good. And it's uh, I mean enough for me. I would take Calvin Benjamin at this point over Odell Beckham in a rookie draft. Yeah, I would too. I, I wouldn't have said that probably you know two months ago. I still won't say that. But yeah, I know you're thinking it though. Yeah, you won't say it. <laughs> you're, you're way closer it. than you were. Couple months ago, I would take Kelvin above him for sure. Right, I mean, it's not like Kelvin. I mean, Kelvin had two catches, I think, for forty-one yards uh, in his game. But uh, yeah, I mean, Eli one for seven. Victor Cruz nothing. And Victor Cruz is like, ah, oh, there's not much to worry about. We'll get together. Not much to worry about. That'd be like saying there's not much to worry about here in Cleveland. I mean, you know, like their their offense is they're comparably bad. Right, because especially with the season Eli had last year, I was really hoping that he would have just because I kind of like Eli or whatever, you know. So I was hoping he'd have a bounce back year and. I don't know. Like, this might be the, the break, you know, the make or break. This might be the break where it's right. like, ah, man, Eli, maybe your time's up, buddy, you know? Yeah. And another guy, like, another guy I've never really been excited on, too, and he kind of slipped in my redraft a little bit, too, Rashad Jennings. Uh, yeah. Again, I'm still big on Andre Williams. I think he's going to be the touchdown vulture. But look at Rashad Jennings had that 73-yard touchdown run. Besides that, he is 18 for 52 yards. So besides, if you take away that 73-yard touchdown he run he had, in the preseason, he's he has 18 rushes for 52 yards. It's 2.89 yards per carry. I mean, let's face it: the, the Giants' offensive line is bad. Mm-hmm. That attributes to Eli. Right. That's going to attribute to Rashad Jennings. I, I've been saying it forever. If you're a Rashad Jennings owner, sell after week. As soon as he does something good, sell high, sell high, sell high. I think Andre Williams is the future feature back there. They'll find a running back that can catch the ball uh, there as well. Rashad Jennings always can get hurt. He's still older. He's not the future. All right, he's definitely not the future. Yeah, so. I mean, again, you take away that carry, 2.89 yards per carry. Uh, I mean, it's just it's something I'm selling high on. Again, I mean, maybe right now you can't get as great value for him. If you can, I, I mean, I'd start putting feelers out there now. But again, after week one or week two, he does something big. Do not buy in. Do not. Oh, see, Rich was wrong. Sell, sell, sell. Right, he'd be on my trade block. I'd just be feeling offers and see what you could do for get for him. Right. Yeah. I mean, because even if you're if you your competitor to win. You weren't count. You're a competitor last year. You weren't going into the season thinking Rashad Jennings is gonna make you a competitor to win. And if you, I mean, if you can get a first round pick for Jennings, definitely coming to the next year strong rookie running back class, jump on it, man. Right. Yeah, big fan. Something else. Some, something else you want to jump on over there, right? Yeah, let's talk about our sponsor, uh, PhenomsFF.com. Uh, again, guys, this, this site is awesome. You know, it's 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 a site where you get in there. And you can play any kind of league that you want. You know, they have dynasty leagues on there that never fold. And you guy on there for fifty dollars, hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, super flex league, IDP league, uh, any kind of league you want. You know, he runs them through MFL right now. You can trust that your league will continue year after year with a full prize pool and your time won't be wasted building a team only to have a league fold, you know, which is horrible, these dynasty leagues. You get them going and all of a sudden they fold. So these are, you know, he's never, Mike, the owner, has never folded a dynasty league out of all the years doing this. You know, and the commissioner ensures fairness and prevents collusion. Mike oversees all that. And your rookie draft order is determined by potential points and not one loss record, thus preventing any incentive to tank. So, you know, it makes sure that if you're trying to tank for the first round pick, it doesn't happen. And you always got to make a deposit in the following year, which helps, you know, keep teams competitive. And it's going to keep your team good because if you want to sell it, you got that deposit to get your deposit back. Your team's going to have to sell, so it's going to need to be good. 
Um, it has higher payouts, especially on the high stakes. I mean, their payouts are phenomenal. $500 leagues that pay out 93 to 95% of the total buy-in, which is more than just about any other site out there. So don't get gouged at, like, you know, like the other sites do. And they have great customer service. Mike, the owner of Phenoms, responds to your emails quickly and always there to help fix things and ensure fairness. So, again, if it's something where you got, like, seven guys, eight guys, and you need to fill out the rest of the league because you really want to start a dynasty league because you really like what we're saying and you, like, you just want to try a dynasty league, get your eight buddies on there, start a league. It's an awesome site, man. Right, yeah. You start the league with eight people, and then, you know, you, you set it public, and then you will know, fill out the rest of the league, right? I'm using it. I'm, I'm trying to put my knowledge, trying to get a high-stakes league this year, and I'm going to see if I can come away with the cash. That's, so, that's phenomsff.com with P-H. P-H-E-N-O-M-S-F-F.com. Get on there. Start a league today. And let's talk about some more football in the week. Uh, let's talk about Shaq Evans. Mm. Ouch. Shoulder yep. surgery. See ya. Yeah, see ya. You know, I so, wouldn't draft him. I mean, he was pretty low on my right, list. Right, really with, low. Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, an injury like this completely wipes him off. Right. Let's talk about something else kind of irrelevant. Yeah, so Shaq Evans, you know, it's drops right. in the rookie boards a little bit because I miss a year. You know, was on a bad team to begin with. Right. I mean, I mean, if if you were hyping him, you know, just make sure to drop him down your board. Yeah. Right. If you thought list. because he was going to the Jets, he had opportunity, he no longer has opportunity. Right. Uh, who else doesn't have opportunity is Jerome Simpson facing a three game suspension. I almost forgot Jerome Simpson was still playing football. Yeah. So. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. I think I have him. If he's on your roster. roster, then you have a deep league. and We have a deep league. I think I have him. We have a very deep I league. Have. He's made some hell of circus sketches. Though. Yeah, he does make some nice catches, but he's really inconsistent and hard to rely on. Yeah. What about another guy that's, you know, that I've been talking about a lot, Santonio Holmes going to Chicago. Chicago, man. I think that's a good spot for him. Uh, Me too. I mean, I don't think he's going to have a, a lot of, value fantasy wise but i think nah. it's a good spot for him and if you know if there's an injury obviously he skyrockets that exactly it's a point I mean, again if you have the roster for it i mean for somebody right. that was like almost waverable and you didn't know where he's gonna end up i think chicago with tressman's offense is a great spot for him they're not gonna really use utilize the tight end all this you know if you're happy and talking about marcus colston as the number three or marcus wilson as the number three wide receiver and you're excited about that then you should be just as, as excited about Santonio Holmes. Definitely compared where he plays different than Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey, where you're the two big receivers. You can put Santonio Holmes on the slot, and he might be really beneficial. I mean, he's not the worst receiver in the world. I mean, his, it was mostly about his attitude. Right. Right. As long as his yeah. head's on straight, he's a good wide receiver. And hopefully right. put him in a, a little check mode. And again, he's going to a good offense. Right. And he's not the number one receiver there. So if you're in a league and Santonio's on the waiver wire, swoop him up. Because we just don't know. And again, know. if Alshon or Brandon Marshall go down, huge, right. huge. I and mean, we're talking probably high-end wide receiver three numbers there. Exactly. And he was a Super Bowl MVP. And he went to Ohio State. Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, another guy. Let's talk about another guy. Mike hates Ohio State. And let's talk about another guy that was hurt, unfortunately. Again, and I'm only bringing this up just real quick is because he was hurt last year, too, is Sam Baker, offensive line. We don't do a lot of offensive line take, but he tore in his patella tendon. Yeah. Just another worrisome thing for Atlanta. You it's know, a, I mean, it's a bummer. Their line was bad last year, and, you know, obviously getting him, and he was out last year, but getting him back would have helped, and now losing him again, obviously, is going to be a blow. Yes. I mean, you're going to put Jake Matthews to left tackle, Lamar Holmes to right tackle. Which is a liability there, yeah, at right tackle. Could hurt, it could hurt Matt Ryan a little bit. could hurt. Well, Stephen Jackson could hurt himself looking in the mirror, but you know, it might hurt. I don't actually. You know what? I don't think it hurts Devontae Freeman that much. Well, I mean, time will tell. I mean, I don't. Yeah, because he's more of the long term. Devontae, right. another yeah. solid Allen, six for twenty nine. I know, man. I know. I'm excited. I like him. Yeah, him and now Terrence West didn't have the last two games great. Devontae Freeman has. We've had him really close. I know it hasn't been close with you, Matt, because in both rookie drafts you took Devontae Freeman over Terrence West. I do have him, like, really close on my board, but I do have Devontae Freeman above him, so yeah. I've, he I've definitely seems a safer play now. I do. I think so. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Freeman still. He still has that very late first round, first pick in the second round grade for me. Uh, I, I mean, I can't see, I honestly can't see, for me, I'd take him in the first round and then the first round right around there, but there's, like, not any situation I can see almost that happens. Where he'd be fall past like pick two one in a rookie draft, right? right. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, I've taken him both times, end of the first, or yeah, right at the end of the first. I'm a big fan of Freeman. Matt's a big fat fan of Freeman. Mike, what is your take on Devontae Freeman? 
I like him. Him and Terrence West, I flip-flop back and forth, and it's really, I wish I could put them the same rank and just go by whatever I'm feeling that day if I was going to draft, you know, like one of those ones. It's like I, I can't make up my mind today. I like Devontae Freeman better after watching the Browns yesterday. Like so. his computer going, eeny, meeny, my. Right. And his wife's out there like, Blake, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm bad at 50-50 choices. I'm doing so. my rankings, honey. Um, hey, just going into that game, though, uh, the Atlanta-Houston game, what about Jonathan Grimes? We talked about him last week, and he did pretty well. Nine rushes, 42 yards. Yeah, not, and he had three catches for 25 yards. Right. So, Alfred Blue looked good, too. 11, yeah, he scored, right? Yeah. He's averaging 4.73, uh, or he's 11 carries for 52 yards in both games, but he had a touchdown. He's averaging 4.7, but, yeah, Grimes looked good. Right. I think that, I, think that, I mean, that solidifies his probably number two handcuff you know, type of thing, right? Right. There. Yeah, and you know, Foster is going to get hurt, or yeah. you assume. I, I would guess I, I would assume. I, I agree. At some point, his hammy is going to tighten up, or his back's going to tighten up, and he's going to miss some time. I mean, he does it every all the time. I mean, he's already right. done it in preseason. I mean, he's almost he's pretty much guaranteed to be hurt. I mean, he's just pretty much guaranteed. So, Jonathan Grimes should be definitely. Did you get him in waiver wires, Matt? Uh, no, that was Mike. He I did. Me. He was a. Uh, he Woo-hoo! had a. Yeah, he yeah. Had a, had a higher number there, so he got him on the waiver. Join join Mike on the waiver wire pickup of the week. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Grimes. That's right. Yeah, again, no quarterback. You know, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's the quarterback there. A running back who gets hurt all the time. Jonathan Grimes is a must own in all dynasty leagues. Possibly even worth a late round stash in a redraft league as well. Just because he's going to be the number one guy. Like, once soon as Aaron gets hurt, whenever he's going to get hurt, everybody's going to run to the wire to go pick him up. Um, and if that happens, you might as well pick up Alfred Blue at some point, just because, just in case, because you don't know what's going to happen. But Alfred Blue, um, I like what I see out of him so far, and he's he's slowly rising up my rookie ranks above some of these other guys. Yeah, as guys like you, you know, start to see, you you see a little bit more, and you know, you see some of the stat lines are not involved, like some of those mid card guys. You're like, ah, this guy might not be a factor. Alfred Blue is playing a little bit, so you scoot some guys up, you scoot some guys down, and you know, the rankings are always they're always fluctuating fluid. especially yeah especially for those uh middle card guys right. so all right let's talk about uh let's talk about a couple more rookies here right i'm waiting for you to bring out one here so let's get to is it is it just so happened to be jordan matthews yeah i've been waiting Ooh, for it what now, a game man week one not he dropped a lot of balls must have been the week one nfl jitters because here we come week two caught all nine targets for 104 yards on track to open as a slot receiver I mean, I, I've been excited. You guys were talking about moving uh, Brandon Cooks above him, and I, I kind of stood my ground and said I think Jordan Matthews is the number three guy, and, and, and I think he proved it this week. Right. Like every week since we started, I had Jordan Matthews number three overall wow. the whole time, and then and Cooks just slowly, like over the months, worked his way up, worked his way up, went to New Orleans, blah, blah, blah. Everything's looking good. And like and now, I find myself having the same uh, conundrum as I do with Devontae Freeman and Terrence West. I I flip flop all the time, like depending on what I see or what I hear, or whatever. And I just like I wish I could rank them a tie, you well, know, but you can't. Thing. They're both really good. I was right. just about to say, so I'm you a can't big believer really in both wrong. of them, right? Which is weird. At the same time, is because I got Cooks with the six overall pick in our league back in June, beginning of June. And it, Cooks fell to the sixth pick in our most recent rookie draft as well, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it either, man. I could. I mean, I just. I mean, he is just again, and I stuck by Matthews, thick and thin forever. And then it took the last week until I finally, oh, you know, I'm making the switch. Right. But I didn't make the switch because uh, I'm not big on Matthews. I still think Matthews probably has the best long term value, which doesn't make sense if I rank in my dynasty rankings Cooks higher. But for me, it's so close. I mean, you're talking ticky tacky if you. Oh, you had him three, four. Come on. I like them all. I mean, if anything, you're not hearing. I still have Mike Evans number two, and you're not hearing anything about Mike Evans. He caught, he caught two balls. You know, you still know the quarterback in the future there. If I want to get, like, if I'm going on my what I just see, I'm going to put Cooks and Evans ahead of, I mean, Cooks and Matthews ahead of Evans, which you could, you can't, again, I like Matt Evans still at number two, but you can make a case. I mean, Matthews is going to be in Chip Kelly's offense. He looks like he's, I mean, nine for nine, 104. Loved what I saw there. Who knows what happened? Macklin, he's, Macklin, Arian Foster, and Jonathan Stewart are all in the same boat. They, you know, they they go use a toothpick on their tooth, and all of a sudden they pull a hamstring or something. So it's Jordan Matthews is going to be the number one there. 
and a really good offense. And I like them both. And I think Cooks is going to be a PPR monster. If you're in a standard league, I definitely have Matthews significantly ahead of Cooks. But How about the real story? Mark Sanchez just blowing up. Come on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Remember when Brandon Whedon did really good in the preseason oh, last year? Let's move forward. Yeah. Sanchez is so, just one of those guys that get jobs done here. And so there. you mentioned Jonathan Stewart. Uh, how'd he do this? I thought we were going to talk about rookies. Uh, yeah, but you mentioned him. So. I didn't mention Four him. Four rushes, 26 yards, and two touchdowns. Dude, four I, I've always been a big Jay Stu fan. It's been a shame he's been hurt forever. I pushed him so hard. I just didn't have any room. I didn't take a quarterback forever in my redraft league yesterday. I was, I was, tell, I was begging other people, I'm like, listen, man, you want my advice. Take Jonathan Stewart. I was like, D'Angelo Williams sucks. He looked bad. And he as sucks. soon as Jay Stu got in there, man, he was he was He looked like the Jay Stu. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good wiggle, he good burst. Great, man. Two touchdowns, good power, pushing the line for that goal line. Uh, Cross your fingers on the on the injury. So. Yeah. I mean he's definitely something to buy low. He might probably end up hurt too, but I mean he maybe he can stay healthy this year. I don't know. He did look good. I'm going down with the ship, man. I'm a J. Stu owner, and I don't. I mean, I'm well, not going to sell him. What you gave up for him? I'd be. i go down with the ship too, and a white flag at the same time. Gave up Larry Fitzgerald. Oh, that's all. Deal. Seven <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I think like at this point, you do got to go down with the ship. Hope he doesn't keep your fingers crossed, and hope he doesn't get hurt. I'm just, you know, I, I know a lot of people. I just have been hyping him up this year, and I'm just, eh, I'm just going. Yeah, let's see it on Twitter, man. Let's, really? fa- let's yeah. face it. The only reason that Jay Stu is, you know, everyone that has him hates him is because oh, I don't hate him. No, no. If you have him, you hate him. Oh, I, I okay. have got him. You I hate, hate him. I hate okay. Him. Because when he's in there and he's healthy, he looks amazing. Yeah. And because he's a very talented guy, but unfortunately, he can never stay healthy. Yeah. He's always letting you down. Oh, all this week, man, been seeing nothing but uh, Jay Stu stuff on uh, on my Twitter feed, man. Well, it's because he looked really good. In, yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I'm not really uh, into it. It's weird. Cause, I mean, there's no. I mean, there's no way if he's healthy, he's not starting over Daniel Williams. Right. Yeah. They have a really shaky old line, which doesn't help. You know, they, they, it's pretty much a whole new offensive line. You know, they have Jericho Cotchery, Greg Olson, Kelvin Benjamin. They got Cam, which helps too. But I'm. I am hoping. Let me put it this way. I'm. I think if he can stay healthy, he's gonna have a pretty. You know, top fifteen, top twenty kind of running back kind of year. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Let's get back to the rookies. Yeah, and that's what people want to hear yeah, about. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, they want to hear about mad interrupting people. So rude over there. Uh, Blake Bortles stock still up, still look good. Still looks good, man. Still, still looking looks good. good. He looks like a professional quarterback, yes. right? Which is amazing. You want to make a trade for? Uh, you have Bortles, don't you? I do not have Bortles. Damn. Tony right. took Bortles All right. right before you. I'll have to text him later. Yeah. Uh, so Bortles still looking good. I uh, I took him in the second round of our. Draft on Monday, Sunday. You, sh- you sure did. I got Teddy right after. Yeah, I took Teddy. I took Bortles over Teddy, which I've not said I would do ever, and I did it because I needed a quarterback badly. And I just think he, uh, I, again, it goes back to our Devontae Freeman, Brandon Cooks, Teddy, and uh, Blake are so close to me. It, it, it either one, I'm happy with. It's just I'm gonna go with the young nucleus, and I, I like I like Gus Bradley what he's doing in Jacksonville. I like what they're building, so I'm going to go with that young nucleus around them. AP won't be there with Teddy for a long time. Greg Jennings is almost a fossil. And, I mean, you got Corderell, which is nice, too. But, I mean, yeah. man, I'm going to take – I'm going to take uh, – I like what they're doing in Jacksonville, I guess. Let me put it that way. Right. And, I, you know, like we were talking last week, don't want to put too, too, too much stock in the preseason, but just Bortles just looks like – he looks, just looks really good. Poised, yeah. looks like the real deal. So <clears> – <throat> and. Dante Moncrief started across from Knicks. Now Reggie Wayne and T.Y. Hilton sat, but it just shows that he's got the lock on the number four uh, receiver spot. And, you know, he, he caught, he only got one pass thrown to him, caught it for nine yards, but it just goes to show where the coaching staff sees Dante Moncrief and holds his really high second round value in all rookie drafts. Well, yeah, I mean, Hakeem Knicks is on a one-year deal. Reggie Wayne, I believe, is in the last year of his deal as well. So uh, Moncrief could be in the starting lineup as soon as next year, him and him and T.Y. Yeah, I, I recommend taking him very high in your rookie drafts or startup leagues. Not high, obviously, in a startup league, but Moncrief is really good value where he's not going to do a lot this year, right. but he's gonna, he is a legit start. In three years, he's going to be like in redraft leagues going in like the fourth round. Right. He should be. I 
like how you're saying, I, I would assume like maybe you don't see the dividends this year, but in year two and three, I think that's where the payoff happens. Yeah, for I think him. year three, you're, you're going to be really happy with what yeah. you got there. And you're going to look back at that rookie draft and be like, man, I can't believe I got Moncrief. He'll be one of those guys who's like, I can't believe he won the second round. Yeah. Like five years from now, like, I got Moncrief in the second round, man. You remember that? Yeah, sucker? he has he has that potential to be that remember guy. Remember when he took Odell Beckham? How many, guy, how many games oh, did that guy play there? First round pick. Doesn't it seem like he might be that guy that, like, because every year it it's happens to. Oh, it looks like it might be Beckham. There's five of them every yeah. year, just about. So, if you ask so me, who's it going to be? I'm putting my money on Yeah, I would. Sure, I really that's, would. That's who I'm putting money on. Let's talk about who Moncrief started across. You know, Nick's who didn't have a big game in the first game came back. Five catches, five five looks, five catches, fifty three yards. Yeah, I mean, it's a nice showing. It was against his former team, so maybe he had a little extra motivation. Uh, I'm not sure if that'll be an every week type of thing, where he gets that kind of production in it each half of football but i mean if he does that's awesome man i mean he's he's established himself as wide receiver one type of material with that kind of production yeah and i'm still i still think reggie wayne has another good year in him too i, I do mean, too man i wouldn't count him I mean, out. redraft leagues i think is not getting enough pub that he should right he should be i i like him in redraft he's leagues, got a great man. quarterback you can get him late and yeah andrew luck's probably gonna throw a lot of touchdowns because they have no running game uh and he just runs really good routes and has good hands. And he's reliable. And he's reliable. I mean, God, he had the okay outside of last year, he was hurt, and then he had the one, the one year where Peyton Manning got injured that he didn't put up a thousand yards, but he had like nine hundred. Yeah, he and still had a good year. And and then and then the everyone band. just like jumped off the bandwagon. It's yeah, like, dude, he's a pro and he's reliable. Runs great routes. Always gets open for redraft leagues. I would. He'd be someone I would take later, you yeah, know, and absolutely. I would be confident, be awesome pumped, wide three, right? Like high end. Let's just, let's talk about somebody we're not confident in whatsoever on the same team, averaging two point four three yards per carry in oh, the preseason. Like you got to be talking about Trent. Fourteen for thirty-four. Trent Richardson, man. Trent, some guy in the redraft league asked me yesterday, he's like, "Do you think Trent's good value here?" I'm like, "I don't think Trent's good value anywhere." I was like, "I would literally not draft him." At any point, under any circumstance, do I want him? I'm not Bradshaw is better than him. Listen, I have seen enough out of Trent Richardson where I'll say he'll never, ever, ever be good. Well, I mean, I'm not totally ready to slam it. Uh, yeah, like I might, that, I but might I think cut out one of the one or two of those adverse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me let me check. Let me let me check my magic eight ball here. Let's see what it says. Will Trent Richardson ever be good? T U R D. All right, guess not. Turtle alert. Turtle alert. <laughs> yeah. Whoop, whoop. I'm not a big, I mean, I'm just, I'm, guys, I'm just, I mean, we were all big, you know, as Cleveland fans when we got here and everything. And we said it before we even got the, before, let me put it this way, before Trent Richardson got traded and surprised the world, the week before we were watching Trent Richardson and we said, we lo- all looked at each other, we were watching the Browns game, like, man, Trent Richardson's just not good. We did say that. I do remember that, and it was weird how, like, right after that he got traded. I guess, obviously, the Browns front office saw exactly what we were looking at, too. Yeah, I mean, it really was weird. I mean, we were literally talking about Trent Richardson not being good, and he got traded, and everybody else was like, oh, I can't believe it. And we, I remember all three of us were like, wow, we just got really good value. We right. got a first-round right. pick yeah, for a running absolutely. back in Trent Richardson. I'm like, he's just not that good. A first-round pick for a guy that you used for a full year. Yeah, right? I mean, we got, you know? You know, we got Brandon Wheaton out of it, which isn't really. No, that was a different one. Yeah, whatever. I'm Different one. so many man. turds that come and go. It's kind of right, right, right. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm ready to say, I mean, Trent Richardson, I would take, if somebody offered me some really delicious cupcakes in my league for Trent Richardson, I'd be like, hand over those cupcakes, buddy. They look delicious. Take this turd away from me. Yeah, he's just no good. Who Move else, forward. Who else didn't look good? Who's one of my sleepers of the year? I'm a little bit worried, not overly worried, but Lamar Miller, man. Three carries, three yards. He had two catches for 40 yards, but. I think it's just a line issue, man. Their line their sucks. Their line does yeah. suck. Their line, really is, their line is pretty bad. Pounces out to like week five, I think. Yeah, I there. just yeah that. This is this is a guy though. I'm not really too high on. I know both of you guys are, but I'm I'm just not I'm sure. Just, there seems to be something missing out of his game for me. I, I don't know what it is. I think it's yards. the blocking, man. Yeah, yeah. Might be like vision or 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 something. He's he obviously LASIK. Um, <laughs> he obviously has like the speed and athleticism right. to be a, a running back, a good yeah. running back in the league. I, I don't want to say like I, I think for Lamar Miller, just for me, like I guess like 
high on him might not be the right word. I'm hopeful. Like I want him to do good. It's probably because I'm a fan and like I want him to do good and I know that he can do good. I just really I think it boils down to their line just sucks, man. Their line is their line Terrible. is really bad. Terrible. And, and I mean, maybe I'm making excuses for him, but it, you know, and I know last week we're like I mean, it's a make or break season for Lamar Miller, I think like either he's going to be the guy or he's not, but I at this I'm point it almost seems like no matter who they put back there, they're not going to do good in the running game. Yeah, I, I agree. I, All right. So let's move on. We're going to hear up against it here. And there's a couple yeah. more guys I really want to hit on. Here. So All right, let's, let's go. go. These guys quick here in about five, six minutes here. All right. Another guy did, you know, Isaiah Pete out for the year, torn ACL. See you he later. is done for. Yeah. I was really big out of him coming out. That's probably the Rams. career type Not of me. Yeah, I he, wasn't. Never liked won't him. Latch on. Let's talk about another guy there that you think would be able to capitalize on the situation. Trey Mason. Does not look good. No, his pass protection is horrible. Protection. working the pass, bro, for sure. He'll never. I mean, he won't play if that's the problem. Yeah, and I mean, it looks like Benny Cunningham's going to play ahead of him. Right. A lot of people were worried about Zach. And I, I see people say, "Oh, you know, Trey Mason is the guy to have." No, Zach Stacy is the guy there. Zach Stacy is one of the most underrated running backs probably out there, uh, fantasy wise. He's just not a sexy name. You're talking about a guy that plays on a team that doesn't throw. You know, Sam Bradford, just an average receivers, average. You know quarterback in a dome i mean zach stacy is the guy to have i mean he didn't have a really good year his rookie year for no reason yeah he has no threat benny cunningham's not a threat trey mason's not a threat i'm not trey mason's dropping down my rankings i don't like the fact they can't play pass dropping down big time because if you can't pass protect you're never going to get on the field all the time and if you're not on the field you can't put up stats and if you can't put up stats you're just going to be replaced because you know what is he a third or fourth round pick you'll get a running back in the third or fourth round next year Mm -hmm. and that just pushes you you know like it you just you're up against the wall man. if you can't pass protect you have to do something else extremely well like run the ball really well and he just hasn't shown it so yeah not a big fan now let's talk about uh, a couple guys real quick that did really good how about travis kelsey at four for four 63 yards and right. a touchdown man yes. you looked amazing the yeah. last two games six for seven 136 yards and two touchdowns i mean i swooped him up in my redraft league late like one of my last picks because now, granted, this is like, you know, against second team and stuff. But right. That's just about the warn. You know, he is only doing it up against the second team. But he, did, he did start in the two tight end sets, and he yes, made, he it, did, made a couple. Of, yeah. yeah. And I like what I see. I mean, the guy, right. he looks way quicker than I thought he would ever be. Especially coming off microfracture surgery. Yes. And Dwayne Bow. I mean, Dwayne Bow is Dwayne Bow, but, I mean, who's their number two? I'm putting my money on, I mean, I like what I see. I mean, I know and Silva talked about a lot. He, he, Silva, Evan Silva put out a tweet like, all right, these are all the t- tight ends that were really hyped last year. And only like t- two or three of them hit, another four missed. And right now we're sitting there with like the Darius Green, Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, those guys right there. And like, you know, they're all, some of them aren't going to be as good as we think they're going to be. But I, I see it in Travis Kelsey. I, I like I'm, I do I like what I see yeah for sure um let's talk about Zach Ertz two for twenty six touchdown I like what I see out of there too I mean he was kind of hyped nicely you know uh, Zach Ertz he's kind of somebody that everybody's been kind of big on going out again Chip Kelly's offense don't know where the receivers are gonna go I feel like he won't ever be like a lot of catches kind of guy not a lot of yards at least this year but might get to that close he he might be a real good possibility of getting that double digit touchdowns like he might be around eight nine touchdowns this year. I was in and out of that game, and uh, I, I must have missed his actual production. So I, I really can't talk edu- educatedly, I guess. Right. Two for 26 yeah. in a touchdown. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I, I'm i interested. I like all those tight ends. Some of them are going to hit, man, you know. So it's Who are you like, guys taking over? Who are you guys taking, Kelsey or Ertz? Matt? Uh, Kelsey. Mike. Oh, man. Tell me I'll now. say Ertz. You'd say Ertz? Yeah. I'll take Kelsey. Yeah, I'll take Kelsey. Yeah, why not? All right, let's talk about some... Robert Woods still looking good, three forty nine. I it's still weird that Mike Williams is starting over him. I still think Robert Woods should start over Mike Williams. That's just my opinion. I agree. Uh, time will tell. I I actually like Mike Williams there. So okay. Yeah, you're always uh, Dwayne Bow. Dwayne Bow looked good though. Uh, getting back to yeah with the sloppy Kansas, finger. Yeah, yeah, even with the you know busted up finger supposedly. It's, uh, I mean obviously we I don't think we touched on the fact that he's going to be suspended for the first game of the year. We did not touch on it. Yes, yeah, he will I, be suspended in the first. Game I think of the year. due to like a marijuana arrest last year or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he'll be out game one, but that's it. All he got was one game. So yeah, I mean it's, but he did. Yeah, he, he looked better. Yeah, yeah, I thought he looked pretty decent. So and let's talk about the last. Now this is a guy that I was really big on. This is a guy that I traded 
four in our rookie draft last year. I've been big at him since he came out of college. Justin Hunter. Mm. Good, Very good nice pub. game. Very nice game. Yeah. Good pub coming out of him about out of Tennessee. Yeah, I mean four for one eleven and two touchdowns. I mean, come on. I mean, you got Kendall right there, who, who's a good receiver who I I just don't like. No, literally, I just I'm not a big. I would never draft him on any team. Redraft. I just not a big fan. Nate Washington. Justin Hunter's going to start there, I think. He's nope. going to he's he's a huge sleeper alert candidate. He's got the size, he's got the ability, makes, you know, really some really good catches. I mean, this could be a sign to come where he's about ready for his breakout breakout and I I would say I I've always been a supporter. I drafted him in, I've literally have him in almost all my dynasty leagues. Actually, no, I have him in every dynasty league I'm in and this is something I saw coming and I think this is the first step in next year. Hunter's going to be on the radar as one of the top, you know, I'm not going to say top, but not like top five, but he's going to be in that upper echelon of fantasy receivers. He's got all the skills. I mean, he's got all the physical attributes to be a top five type of guy, and all it's going to take is a little bit of time probably for him to mature, and, and he'll, he'll slide right into one of, those, the, one of the top wide receivers in the league. Right, with a good quarterback, which is questionable. Which is, yeah, yes, definitely his, his quarterback play is questionable. Um. And that always it could always hurt somebody. His one big yeah. his one big play actually came from uh, Zach Mettenberg. Yeah. So actually he looked pretty good. Yeah, I mean his style like twenty or twenty five. Yeah, two sixty nine. Yeah, yeah. Mettenberger looked good. Especially for a sixth round pick. I mean right. that's that's pretty awesome. Actually. And I remember we were talking about our quarterbacks, that was a guy that I said out of all the quarterbacks, if I had to take one of the late round quarterbacks that I liked personally was Mettenberger. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, just doo doo. Yeah. That's my horn. Oh, two, all right, well finally you two, got two. one. You missed so many. No. <laughs> All those whiffs, man. My yeah. shoulders are hurt from all these liar and all those other guys. So, all so, so for all the Jeremy Hill people out there, I, I read an interesting thing um, just the other day that Gio Bernard has gotten every single first team snap in the preseason. Yes. I know that's kind of like and the goal line carries and the goal line carries he's even grabbing. So the people that are overhyping uh, Jeremy Hill might want to ease back just a little bit. Don't look at me that way. And say yeah, that. I'm looking directly at you, Rich. <laughs> yeah, because Gio Bernard's awesome. Yeah, I, he, it's exactly kind of how I I saw it. I mean, Gio Bernard's a more talented running back. So, of course, I mean, he right. should be on yeah, the field. At the same the time, one. I can come back at you and talk about Gio's average yards per carry. I mean, just because he's getting a lot of carries, he's, I mean, they took a running back in the second round for a reason, again. And, again, I'm, again, I'm not trying to down, I'm a big Gio fan, too. It's just I still think, I'm not backing down from what I'm saying. I still think Jeremy Hill's going to get 10 to 12 carries a game, and I think he will be the goal back. He came out of that game with a shoulder injury, too. That's good news for Gio owners, I will admit that, yes. But I'm not backing down from my, uh, Jeremy Hill statement. Now I am leaning towards Andre Williams, maybe a little bit more over uh, Jeremy Hill, just because of overall situation. So I might flip flop those two, but I understand what you're saying. It has About looked really time. good. Yeah, he, he. I mean, he just has looked good, and and he's getting all the snaps. So I, it's just something to consider. No, well, good point. Good point yeah, there. and that makes Mike, who's a huge Geo fan, very happy. Right. I thought it might. Yeah, I was. I'm excited to hear about that. Mike looked a little bit down, so I thought. I'd oh, I good was news. down. I mean, jeez, he oh, told man. McDonald's was you, man. He turned yeah. that frown upside down. That's right. So speaking of people that I'm down on, uh, Stephen Ridley fumbled again, kind of. I mean, it was one of those things yes, where they, he fumbled. He, <laughs> the, ball, mean, the ball came out of it. Yeah, they challenged it. He probably would have been down, but he uh, was upset about it at least. Uh, yeah. yeah, God, man, if that guy needs to hold on to the damn ball, man. But uh, yeah. So. So don't be surprised if he's in the doghouse this he's year. Those, right. He's one of those guys that I was saying earlier about like ah he might you know he's everybody's kind of really down on you know by low cannon but it's like yeah something like that might just you know he just might it's it's just, I just feel like him and James White might just get like close I mean Stephen really might dominate the carries there but it's just too much of a question mark for me to even and it's always about. been that way he looked like. really good running the ball too yeah. up until that point I was I mean I was watching that he game always does yeah he looked good running the ball he looked like he was running with authority and and actually when James White came in he kind of James White kind of looked like garbage so and I mean, I'm, and I'm still not huge on James no White I don't I, and I know we talked about before because I looked to say I mean Everybody was down on Ridley again, but he still had like 800 to 900 yards last year. It was like seven, like 80 or 750 or something like that, but it was close to 800, I believe. I'd, I'd say if I had to guess higher. I'm okay, guessing. all right. I know I wrote an article on about it. But it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I thought it was right around 750-ish. But. Okay. That's awesome. That's like 40 yards a game. <laughs> I mean, but you, he didn't play. I mean, there's like no. I'm talking about for like how many like how uh, like he was almost unusable last year. You wouldn't have guessed. You'd have thought like ah, oh, he had like 500, 400 yards. Well, the the reason that he's unusable is because anytime unusable? anytime he fumbles is you know he'd be out of the game and you never know if that's on the first carry or the you know twentieth. 
Yeah, that's not good. It's hard to predict. All right. So I read a report that Mark Ingram wants to get more involved in the passing game. I Made heard me excited. More. It's weird. To, it's weird. To, he's starting all the games. He looks good too, man. He caught that. He caught a pass and, and busted out like a twenty-three yard touchdown. Hurts my Pierre Thomas is a sleeper. Still not on board yet. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. No. Did you see the play though? He looked. No, he looked I didn't. Good. No, I'm gonna be honest I, with you. I did not I, see that. He made. He juked somebody right out of their shorts in the open field and, and yeah. booked in for a touchdown. It was nice. I am not on board, but I am looking at the menu for admission onto the boat. Yeah, see, I he does, has my interest. I'm thinking about taking a cruise. <laughs> Uh, I am an owner of him in the Dynasty League. I'll just wait till I see in the season. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be a stowaway, right? All right, I'll stow away on that hey, one. I mean, more the merrier, Mike. All, All right. right, let's make another prediction. I'm predicting this show is over. All right, All right. So that is uh, that is the week in review. Uh, hope uh, you guys got good, some good insight out of that. We will be recording another show tonight that will be up on Thursday for our Dynasty Startup Leagues, the second Ooh. part of it and what we think and our theory. So make sure you tune in tomorrow for that one as well. Look out for it. Until then, we will talk to you tomorrow. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Later. Follow me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye-bye. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.